Thank you. Great to be here. Good. We have lots of exciting things going on. Oh, good. We're looking forward to hearing about it. <laughs> A-U-N, Underground Network. The primary reason why the individual country creates a political structure is a subconscious wish or desire to perpetuate their own dependency relationship of childhood. So they want a human God to eliminate all risk from their life. Ask them on the head, kiss their bruises, put a chicken on every dinner table, tuck them into bed at night, and tell them that everything will be all right when they wake up in the morning. This public demand is incredible, so the human mission meets incredibility with incredibility by promising the world and delivering nothing. So who is the bigger lie, or the Godfather? All revolutions have been led by young people. If you just think of the TV images of whether it's Tiananmen Square, uh, revolts in Central America or Europe, the young people, it's the college people who are more principled and not logged in and they're not embedded with the government. They are the ones who are concerned about the future because the future research has shown at this point that the future laid out for us may be just about impossible to change. I do not agree with the means by which they have chosen for us to reach the end. I do not agree that the end is where we should end at all. But unless we can wake the people from their sleep, nothing short of civil war outcome. It's the National Collective Consciousness Show with Dee Dee Farrell in Portland, Oregon, Jim Condon Jr. in Cincinnati, Ohio, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, live from Evanston, Illinois, your host, Fred Smart. Hey, thanks, everyone. Just as I was talking in the pre-show with Dee Dee about her headphones going out, uh, my headphones just went out. <laughs> so, yeah, so I had to read my iPhone as I'm uh, starting up the call here without without headphones, so using my speakerphone. But James Yeager is back on producer directainment, uh, the director and producer of, of many uh, uh documentaries over the years involving Ron Paul, Edwin D. Original Intent, Cultural Marxism, Spoiler, Mainstream, Molin Lobby, among many others. Um, some raising money, getting the word out, uh, the whole planning and development process. is It takes a lot of work to do these things. But everyone in this day and age with a iPhone and a YouTube account or, or a Steam account or whatever, you know, we're all becoming our own producers. And uh, so, so many of this stuff, it's, it's real simple. But uh, I get a lot of my information now off of YouTube, little clips, as does everyone uh, uh, from a day-to-day basis. But when you put it all together and you do it professionally with professional sounds and clips and editorials, uh, it re- really brought us all together with Aaron Russo many years ago uh, when we all got behind Aaron's documentary. The same thing happens with uh, with James. He needs our support. Uh, 
people like James have to have uh, people in the grassroots spread the word by word of mouth uh, every day just to get what, what, what he gets done. So, James, thanks for coming back on. I hope you're in the right – I don't know. You're on the – are you out in California still, James? I'm in Valley Forge right now. In Valley Forge. Oh, my God. Yes. Are, you, are you seeing Edwin out there? Yeah, he's right in the log cabin right next door. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, wait, wait, wait. He's, he's, he's coming across the river right now. It's, it's a boat. I think that's Edwin. Let me get my binoculars. Oh, man. <laughs> One of the original founding fathers of our age. Oh, my God. Edwin, man. No, I went on to interview Edwin and I interviewed him in Virginia about a month or two ago. Yeah. And um, all my assistants were supposed to go, and they all got sick. So I went down by myself uh-huh. and interviewed Edwin, and you know, was hand was like all the whole crew, and spent about four hours oh, with wow. him. And then we had dinner for about another two hours. And I want to tell you, it was a it was a trip. <laughs> Uh, it is a is trip. Amazing man. six solid hours with Edwin Vieira. No one else. <laughs> I love oh every minute God. of it. Yeah, the guy is you know, really for real. He knows his history better than anyone I think I've ever met in my life. How old is Edwin, James? I have no earthly idea. Somewhere between 40 and 70, I guess. But how is his health? How is, he, how is he maintaining his health, okay? He seemed great to me. Okay, good, good. Yeah, because we can't lose a guy like him. Uh, you know, Bob Schultz behind the scenes brought us all together before we started working with Aaron Russo. And, and uh, you know, Bob is another one of the individuals that we had to get his life story down on video some way, shape, or form. Or, someone's going to have to do it. <clears throat> the body of work and that he's produced over the years is incredible. So I know we, we talked well, about this. Well, you know, before. actually it seems like it seems like some of the freedom market sages are looking more healthy than ever. I mean, uh, Stuart Rhodes, who we interviewed, never looked yeah, robust. Ed Griffin looks fabulous, robust, <laughs> healthy. It's almost like we're all going backwards in age. Okay. <laughs> we're all going backwards in age because we're all taking product B. We have a new picture of you on our website. Yeah, you're wearing that purple uh, sweatshirt. You look like Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a purple sweatshirt. That's not me. <laughs> no, it is. That's some, it is. That's some imitator. <laughs> no, and, and you, you got, I think you've got red hair dye. Is that your natural red hair? Yeah, yeah I'm naturally a redhead. <laughs> okay, got it. I'm, you know, I'm running from the CIA, the FBI. I change my hair every month or two. <laughs> okay, because you look really young in this picture, so I sent it over to Steve. I said, this is one of the ones we've been using. <laughs> well, that's what I look like right now. I've been jogging. Okay, good. I good. jog every day because I, I finally got rid of my, my, my sneakers that I have on. And I got a pair of sneakers I just slide on in, in a millisecond. You know, there's nothing like a showstopper than having to have to tie sneakers, laces. James, everything you do, you send a copy to Trump. I know you said this over the years. Uh, everything gets gets 
stamp and sent, you know, in, in the mail. I don't know if you register it, but, uh, uh, you know, something has to be happening over there because Trump is a fighter. Things are things going. The more you attack this guy, the more he seems to find a way to fly open and expose open more of this, this cabal that's been uh, controlling our government. Uh, do, are you a Trump believer, James? Uh, yes, I am. And it's a, I've mailed out mainstream to Trump at care of his Trump org address. And then I start at the bottom of the pile with the Fiat Empire. And I go, Fiat Empire, original intent, corporate federal, or Nolan Lobman, I mainstream. And I send, every week, I send a DVD and I rotate it between the White House, Trump, and Mar-a-Lago. Every week, the next DVD goes out to either one of those three places in rotation. And I mail it to Kelly. And I mail, I just mailed this last one to Melania. I mail it to uh, other people in his organization. So I'm peppering it to all of his people. Oh, all of his God bless you. All of the God bless you. And I've been doing this for two now. I'm doing it for a year and a half, religiously. Yeah. No, no. You're having an impact. Uh, uh, not to change the subject, you've heard of this phenomenon called Q, right? Anonymous, whatever Q you want to call it. Have you, have you heard of this going on? Q, yes. <clears throat> At any given time, there are about 100 to 150,000 people worldwide that are on the Q pub board, okay? That's just the, the raw board that Q publishes to. And Q is the only one that publishes to this board. 150,000 live, active, you know, uh, observers on this board, and it grows every day. <clears throat> and uh, there's there's like dozens of examples of this cube. Like he he um, you know he he projects something. I mean, stuff that appears in Trump's tweets have already appeared in cube before Trump tweets it. For example, <laughs> so it's pretty. Right. It's, 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 well, it's I don't know, maybe. It depends, you know, it all, I don't know, maybe, what is time? It's all we universe, you know, where all kinds yeah. of things can happen. No, there, there's, um, there's, something, there's something that's going on. But uh, 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 but thank you for sending that on a basis. I felt that, you know, you told, when you told us that about a year and a half ago, I, I really was inspired, all of us were, when you said that. And, and I, I, you appreciate personal examples of individuals personally taking that effort to, to do that. I think one of the things, subjects that's coming up, I'm noticing it more and more, is the address of androgyny. Some of your listeners, we put out a movie about five, eight years ago called Cultural Marxism, where we uh-huh. talk, discussed one of the social engineering technologies of the Frankfurt School. And that social is known as androgyny. Androgyny is the science or art of turning men into women and women into men for the purpose of confusing the sexes to undermine and destroy the family unit. And if the family unit is undermined or destroyed, this weakens the building block of the much is the family unit. And if that happens, you're going to undermine a capitalist society so that the 
the country or nation can fall under Marxist or communist rule. And that's precisely what the cultural Marx is saying. More and more war, there's been the war, you know, there's been the Me Too movement, and there's been a backlash. And I'm just watching a video before I come on the show here tonight where they're talking about the feminization of men and how that's not the right way to go. You have yep. to, you know, take a look at the, the the roots of all this. But so this is something that's coming into the public awareness, and I think it's good. And, and now, now we have the Catholic Church expose scandal that uh, seems to be global now in nature, uh, that, that's spreading uh, in the form of a cover-up. But uh, I, I guess. Uh, well, you know, uh, expose of Catholic churches and everything. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take that seriously when I start to see exposés of of other religious uh, priests, you know, of synagogues yeah. and mosques. I'm right. sorry, but I don't think Catholic priests have any monopoly on evil. I think there's people in any religion, and to cite out and to single out the Catholics. And always probably accuse right. them of this and that. I think that's a travesty. I think there's probably just that are in trouble, as there are people that who, who are the priests of uh, mosques and things. I, but yeah. I think this is a deliberate undermining of Christian values and the Christian to percolate this kind of crap through the mainstream. I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Yeah, I'm just saying why is all the focus on Catholics? Well. Uh, uh, it's a good, 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 good point. Uh, it, 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 I think the mainstream coverage—I don't think it's been that that oh, as overpowering as it was in 2002 when the pedophile scandal, you know, erupted through spotlight and the Boston Globe and all of that. So yeah, but it's still it's still out there. Well, you know, you have to remember the mainstream media is dominated by roughly 54 liberal, not religious, white males of European heritage. It's not very religious. They're all secular. They're liberal. They're secular. They're socialist. Um, anytime they can bash Christianity or Catholics covertly, they're going to do it in the mainstream media, in the six studios, the six networks. They're going to do it, and they do do it, and that's just the way it is. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I think uh, you know. Of course, we're going with other people. <clears throat> Remember when I announced on your show what was really going on with Harvey Weinstein? Oh, uh, remember I told you after that Monday they they dragged him in the control group, dragged him into a hole to shut up, where he was going to expose them. Remember that? I said it right here no, on yeah. your show. I said, "Do you want the inside scoop on what's going to happen with Harvey?" Okay. All right. Well, Fred, it just happened. What was on Tucker yesterday and the day before? Harvey Weinstein is threatening the control group, and CBS has been shutting up and not releasing a lot of stuff. That's because Harvey's been threatening them. In other words, all people like Andrew Lack. Yeah. He told them, you guys need to stop, or I'm going to tell everybody about your peccadillos. Oh, okay. Right. And that is precisely what's going on right now all over television as we're talking. Oh. But watch well, Tucker that's, that's, tonight. Watch Tucker. Anyone listening, watch Tucker. Okay. 
uh, I will. I definitely will. So basically, that who reported on that though? Did Tucker report that? Who got the video? It's yeah, Tucker reported on it. Oh my God. Yes, he had a, a section on it last night. I tape recorded it, and he had a section on it the night before. It's called oh, CBS. Wow. Let's see, it's NBC, not CBS. NBC is is covering up uh, being threatened by Weinstein, and therefore wow. they are they are they are soft stepping and sidestepping all kinds of stuff data about him and Weinstein. Oh, okay. What's- yeah. Do you think Weinstein no. is the only one that has has? Do you think Weinstein is the only one in the Hollywood control group that's that's harassing women? It's across the board, I'm sure. It's it's not only Weinstein. Yeah, it's across the board. Um, it's not all the control group, but it's a sizable percentage of them because they're all of a very similar culture. It's a very insular crowd. They're they're called they're not, they're called insiders. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah. Well, we well, cover all uh, this in mainstream, one of the movies. James, did you ever uh, examine the role that art plays in the in in in, in projecting uh, these fetishes of, of evil? Uh, there seems to be a, a a pretty hot market for the exchange and exposure of pedophile based. Uh, art or, or just, just really creepy stuff. And uh, the Podesta brothers had this. Uh, the CEO of Nike, he's been in the news on the boards all week today, all week this week. I guess his art collection is just really gruesome and sick and evil. And uh, and here this whole thing blew up with uh, Colin Kaepernick this week, but people were already looking into his art collection. But um, it, it's these sick people that run the entertainment business seem to have sick, uh, uh, <clears throat> sick taste for art. I don't know if you've met. I don't them. know. You know, Fred. Tell you the truth, I'm making a movie right now called Good Guys with Guns. It's about mass yep. shootings. And oh yeah. I, yeah. I, I can't take it. I can't take anything else. I can't take looking into pedophilia or any. I'm dealing with these mass shootings, and that's taking enough toll on my psyche. This has been going on for 10 months, researching and looking into this subject. So I have not had my attention on anything else. I've not been watching any violent movies. In fact, you know what I watch every night when I go home from work? I watch Andy Williams' show. The Andy Williams Show. With that's what I've been. I'm on. I'm on Adventure 17. I'm on. I'm on Chapter 17. As of last night, nice. I watch Opie. Nice. And nice. that's what I want to put in my head. I don't want to hear about pedophiles. I don't want to hear about, you know, all the okay. Trump and the crap, the, the Russians or the this and that and impeachment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm just. I'm just burned out because we got this movie, Good Guys with Guns. We're exploring how an armed citizenry is similar to the militia system that's put in place. And we're 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 finished with principal photography. Is it okay if I talk about the movie sure. a little bit? Yes, absolutely, yes. That's why you're here. I just wanted to brief your audience on the fact that sure. we got it done. We got principal photography done. We have 17 people in the movie, 17 experts. We, we culminated with an interview with... Uh, Stephen Williford. 
Stephen Williford is the guy that went in and chased the guy out of the Texas Baptist Church on the 5th of, of November, that when the guy shot 27 people in the pews. Oh, my God. Jeez. Remember that? And, and Williford yeah. went after them. If your audience goes to goodguys.us, the website, and put a hyphen between good and guys, goodguys.us, you can see they came in at interview of Stephen telling his story about what it was like to engage a guy with his AR-15 who just walked out of a church after shooting 27 people and chase him down, track him down in a car and until he, until he died. And Wilford tells the story blow by blow. It, I swear to God, it'll raise your hair, but it's right there on the website. We interviewed Mr. Wilford about a month ago in the movie. He's a good guy with a gun. And we also interviewed Dr. Peter Bregan, psychiatrist from Harvard, who talks about psych drugs and the influence they have on mass shooters. Edie, what it's looking like is it's looking like a lot of these mass shooters are on psych drugs. I hate to say that. That's not saying we're not criticizing anybody if they're on pharmaceutical meds and they're taken for other reasons. Yeah. But there's a certain type of psych drug called SSRIs that seem to correlate with the mass shootings. So we're exploring that. Now, anyway, is this kind uh, of across the, across the board, or is this uh, is, how has that been reported, James? Complete media blockout on the psych drugs and their and their their and their effect on uh, the mass shootings. I have had to go all over the freaking internet through books, through other people talking to experts, including Dr. Bregan, and we're pulling together all of the data on precisely what drugs these shooters were all on. It is it is totally hidden. Dr. Bregman has written something like I guess nine books on Prozac and psych drugs. And he's talked to, he's been on every television show you can think of. He's been yeah. on Bregan's been on plastered all over um all over the news. CNN, he's been on Oprah uh, uh, Oprah Winfrey's show, he's been on Larry King numerous times. And then yeah. in nineteen ninety seven the the FDA uh created a um, direct to consumer. They made direct to consumer advertising more uh readily available so the networks could directly start technicals. And Bregan basically dried up. They, the networks wouldn't have them on, on network talking about it anymore. So oh, wow. we're talking about a multi-billion dollar psychiatric drug that they're poisoning the public with. The Scientific American says that one in six are on psych drugs. That's 50 million Americans, if you do them on psych drugs. Don't you think a small percentage of those people are going to go bananas and do go bananas? Read a book called Medication Madness. Okay. Medication Madness. Anybody out there love psych drugs or love pharmaceuticals? Here's your wake-up pill. Medita- medic- medication Madness. You will never even get near an aspirin again for the rest of your life. That book, uh, Dr. Peter Bregan, medical doctor, psychiatrist. Okay, That's yeah, the guy I'm no. talking about. I interviewed him. I interviewed wow. him in uh, in New York about a week and a half ago. 
So at any rate, we have 17 people in this movie. May I read the list quickly? Absolutely. Go ahead. We have Stuart Rhodes, head of Oath Keepers, Edwin Vieira, constitutional attorney with four degrees from Harvard, Larry Pratt, former head of Gun Owners of America, Pastor Chuck Baldwin, uh, Baldwin Live, uh, east of the Mississippi, Sheriff Richard Mack. We interviewed G. Edward Griffin, author of Creature from Jekyll Island, Cliven Bundy from the Bundy Ranch, interviewed him, oh Dan Congle, Dan Woes, the author, David Kopak, the activist, Kirk Waitley, bodyguard, Peter Bregan, the psychiatrist, Rosie Haas, expert in media, expert in uh, pharmaceutical lobbies, Stephen Williford, good guy with a gun, Stephen Cates, a radio show host, and Walter Reddy, co-founder of the Tea Party movement. Awesome, awesome. Wow. It, so, yeah, it is a really great, exciting group of people. We're putting the film together right now. We have three more months of post-production, and then we'll release the film. We do need some completion donations, so if anybody out there would like to get get their name on the picture, please just go to the website, goodguys.donate. And that's that's good, good guys with the hyphen between good and guys, right? Yeah, goodguys.us, not .com, .us, okay. and a hyphen okay. between good and guys. Between good and guys. And that 10-minute uh, interview of Wilford is on there, right? Uh, yeah, if you go to the website, the 10-minute URL is right there, and Cliff and team interviewees are on the site. Oh, God, good for you. Wow. Okay. Big guys with guns. Kurt, we know who the bad guys are. You don't have to interview them. <laughs> Jesus. So that's in the movie too. We got we got pictures of them. We hired our we hired our narrator three days uh, on the on Thursday. We have Randy Shannon narrating this, and we're proceeding through the script. Okay. And uh, Randy's doing a great job. Are we still connected? Yeah, we're so so connected. What what? shooting stood out to you James that really just is more I, I don't want to you know drag you through because I don't I know you don't like talking about uh, well it's not that bad it's not that yeah. bad uh, uh, Fred thank you for being sensitive I, I do like talking about but I, I I can't I just don't like getting on to all the other negative yeah. I'm not I'm not putting my attention on all the pedestal I'm not putting my attention this negative um, the uh, we we I'm sorry. What were you going to ask? Something about the mass shootings? Yeah, which ones that you just? I mean, I'm not saying you have nightmares over it, but just it, it, it's it's caused more of your attention to be focused on than the others. All right. Well, just to give a quick, the mass shootings really started in 1940s. We had 13 killed in Camden and his high in a neighborhood. 17 at the University of Texas in August of 66. Then we have uh, 14 just in 86. Then we have Columbine, where 13 are killed at the high school there. And by the way, Michael Moore gets $4.3 million to make bowling for Columbine. Okay? Yeah. You know how much we get this movie? Less than 100000 So while the left spends millions and millions of dollars promoting their anti-Second Amendment gun-grabber agenda. 
The Rurbitas on the right spend diddly squat on their movies. Nothing. Books no. and radio shows. Yeah. That is a problem. And I'd yeah. like to chastise all conservatives about that little point. I think conservatives are being too conservative. So we had 33 then killed at Virginia Tech on, in 2007. 13 yeah. killed at the Readiness Center. Then we had the Aurora Nightclub, 12 killed, 6th Century, 16 Moon Hook. Most, one of the most yeah. horrible things, those little kids, 27 little kids shot in December of 2012. Nine killed in Mother Emanuel Church, 10 in, in Umpqua Community. 49 killed in June 9, 2016 at the Pulse Nightclub. 27 killed at the First Baptist Church. That was the one that Stephen Wilford addressed. Yeah. 59 killed at the Harvest Festival of Las Vegas on 2017. And then 17 at Parkland, made Marjorie Stoneman High. The bottom line is this. Since we started production of this movie, we have had seven mass shootings. Since we have started production on Good Guys with Guns, seven mass shootings since the, the November of 2017. These things are escalating, folks. Yeah. And we have to do something about this. This is like... And the left is using these mass shootings as a reason why guns have to be confiscated or infringed. I don't no, know if there's any... Yeah, the, yeah, the, only, the only thing, you might want to address this, James, and I don't want to throw... You know, we've had people on this show over the years, especially Dr. James Fetzer, uh, poke holes or ask questions about some of these shootings. And I'm not I, yeah. an expert on, on this to be able to comment, but uh, uh, man, it's just sometimes to wonder. What, what, no, I, what I, 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 totally agree, I totally agree, Fred. I totally agree, but the problem is it can't be the scope of this film because it's a whole... Fine, all I'm trying to do is lay down a primer on the mass shootings, the idea that they are atrocities and that they could be handled by a militia system. Okay. That's okay. Take, the, police, the police take nine or t- ten minutes to get to the scene. Mass shooting's over in five to seven minutes. If Stephen Wolford had not been there with his AK, with his, what did he have, an AR-15, if he did not run out of his house in his bare feet, those people were being shot right as he arrived at the church. There were no police around. He, he was at a house near the church, and he, he heard the shooting and AK-15? Yes. I'm telling you, if your audience listens to a story, you'll go through it. He's sitting in the kitchen eating scrambled eggs, and he hears, pop, 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 pop. And his daughter says, Daddy, that sounds like gunfire. And window and hears his gunfire, and he grabs his AR and runs out the door, barely putting five bullets into it with his bare feet. He runs to the church. I can't. I don't want to tell the whole story of what okay, happened, okay, but okay, listen okay, to this okay. little interview. Okay. The interviews we shot it and, and edited it into a little film, and it's been run by Oath Keepers, and it's been thousands and tens of thousands of people listening, watching this interview. Okay. It's just 
going nuts. Uh, it's, hey, everyone, please go to that lunchguys.us, spread that interview on, on all of your platforms, send it to share it, and send it by email. Yeah, yeah, if you just click on trailers, you just click on trailers, two trailers, it'll take you to okay. the interview with Stephen Williford and it'll take you to Dr. Franken interview where he talks about the TV networks and Prozac. Okay, man. Now, you ought to be able to get on Rush Limbaugh or something with this. Come on, James. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you call Rush for me okay. if you can get me on his show? You and I will both go yeah. on, okay? No, I swear uh, to God, you call Rush and set it up. Uh, I will be happy to do it, and I'll bring Rush onto the show if they want him. Okay. No, I, I, In fact, I, I, Rush I, I, can do a series one after the other, and we'll do a whole week series for uh, America. No, because I, 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 I listen to Rush Limbaugh in the morning, and I, you know, Dennis Prager, uh, Rush Limbaugh, Chris Kennedy, you know. Kennedy, too. I mean, it's just, it just needs to be out there. But, you know, I don't know. You know, you know, Fred, uh, <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. Anyone can invite me on the show anytime they want. They, they must know. You know, we're going to make the movie. We're going to release it. It's going to go on the Internet, probably. Um, we're going to either react over it or they will. You know, it's Fiat Empire. We yeah. put it out there. Yeah. Nothing much happened for a few weeks, and then all of a sudden exploded and went viral. Well, that was, that was, that was the first thing. That's why, after most of his success, he was the CIA Empire years ago. That was right. Yeah, this was the first. Yeah. Yeah, this is a movie that was nine movies ago. Yeah. Uh, incredible work. Incredible work. Let's open it up. Anybody out there, a comment or a question for James Yeager? It, 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 please don't go dark and go negative. Don't talk about pedophilia. Other thing, uh, Fred, I just want to acknowledge Oath Keepers. We're working with Oath Keepers on this film, okay? Okay. I don't know if you're Oath Keepers, but Oath Keepers is an internal organization of active military police fire. Uh, National Guard, active and retired. They're at OathKeepers.org, and the organization is run by Stuart Rhodes. And if it was not for the Oathkeeper membership, that these movies made. So I really want to acknowledge them and their work, and I want to I want to tell all of your listeners about their organization. Invite them to go over to their website. The active or retired police, military, or National Guard listening in. And you don't know about Oath Keepers. This is an organization you probably. Everyone, Oath Keepers started years ago with Stuart Rhodes. Uh, it, it, it really has provided a, a lot of support for the cause of liberty and freedom in, the, in America. And, and was right at the backbone, at the, at the foundation of the Tea Party movement. He was right there standing with Ron Paul many years ago. Uh, I believe Stewart worked with Dr. Paul inside Congress, yes. didn't he? Yes, he did. He also he also was the, the Bundy Ranch and brought the Oath Keepers in there. But on that note, I want to make a, a very important point, a very important point. Oath Keepers does not in any way, shape, or form confuse militia. 
contrary to what the mainstream media tries to paint them. They are not and never have represented themselves as a militia. They only serve to educate the public about what a constitutional legal militia is. And a constitutional militia, as opposed to a militia, i.e. a bunch of well-meaning guys running around the forest with guns, is an organization by the U.S. Constitution and a militia, a legal militia, a constitutional militia reports to the governor of the respective state. So that is what we're talking about when we talk about militia. In this movie, Edwin Vieira, so on and so forth, we're not talking about a bunch of vigilante groups, people running around with guns. We're talking about a constitutional, legal militia, such as what the founders stipulated, Second Amendment, and three other clauses in the Constitution. That's that's an important point, because it, 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 it takes away from... All of Edwin's work, his his work has been dedicated on the formal governmental state-by-state organized option that the Constitution allows people to exercise in, in, in that right, in that power to, to organize and protect through the state, through the governor of every state. Right, and I, I believe that the left and various instrumentalities are recording this show about this to try to find any kind of impropriety. This organization, this movie, only relates and only advocates a constitutional issue because the left, again, is trying to paint, you know, Oath Keepers as some, you know, the Southern Poverty Law Center and all these other people that is some kind of a vigilante group, okay? Yep. They they got Stuart Rhodes' worst photograph with his eye patch on, right? And if anybody wants the details, you take a look at Edwin Dr. Vieira's books, Sword and Sovereignty, and By Tyranny Out of Necessity, that are both in excess of 1,500, 2,000 pages long. And, and they constitutional homeland security. Constitutional homeland security. The movie Good Guys with God is based on one of Edwin's, not based, it's inspired by one of his books called 13 Words, which is the first 13 okay. words of the Second Amendment. Hey, we have some reverb. Somebody please start shaking your phone. We're hearing somebody's uh, chatter in the back. It sounds like somebody's uh, ch- chatting away. I don't oh, know who it is. I don't hear that. <laughs> Can you hear that? Okay. No, Thank you. I was hearing it. Okay. <clears throat> Not sure who, who that was. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, okay. Oh, gosh. Anybody out there, comment or question for James Yeager? Uh, this Good Guys with Guns is going to be coming in three months, you say, right? If all goes well with donations. Okay. Yeah, there were some people unmuted, Fred, but um, you guys go ahead and unmute now because then... On YouTube, but don't have any background noise in the background. Yeah, that's all the baby shows. Go after them. Hold on, Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Kelly, yeah. go ahead. Well, I was trying to find the website and I get colored digital printers for goodguys.us 
and then I see there's an anti-gun documentary from 2017 called... So did Paul you type in that. good, did you type in good-guys.us? Okay, good hyphen, okay. Uh, I guess there's a good guys with guns that's anti, that's an anti -gun. Yeah, there's all kinds of good guys with guns stuff up there. That that This term, good guys with guns, came from Wayne LaPierre. And by the way, we, we've asked Wayne to be in this movie many, many times, and he just doesn't seem to be in any of our movies. Isn't that something? But this is, a, this is an enemy. We originally wrote a hostile script about the NRA. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and we, we, we would mouth that script right here on the Fred, Fred Smart show. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Remember? And then we had to kind of rewrite a second script where we were a little bit more moderate with the NRA. So basically, okay. we're looking at the we're looking at the good the good side of the NRA in this movie. Okay, okay. The, okay. the NRA has a, has a side that's a little challenging, and that is even though their bylaws mention the first thirteen words of the Second Amendment, a well-regulated militia, they never talk about a well-regulated militia in the media. And the reason they don't do that is because they're cowed by the media, and they're probably okay. cowed by the manufacturers of guns and and TV sales and all this stuff. Okay. So. Um, we have a little bit of a conflict of interest there in that Wayne doesn't seem to be able to talk freely about those guns can play. Although I do in my heart believe he does fully believe in the militia and understands and applauds what we're doing with this film. He just is not in the position right now to really go out and be public with it. James, I'm just going to interject a question. What state do you think is closest to possibly addressing this as a possibility to organize a formal statewide militia? Montana. Montana? Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. My mother's well, home who, state. Who would My you mom. Say? Uh, I, I'm, I'm asking you. I would. I would think. It would be something like Montana or Utah or Wyoming. Yeah, Montana, Utah, Wyoming. I could go right along with that. Yeah. Oh, oh wait a minute. I would throw Texas in there. Oh, Texas? But, okay. Well, It could definitely be Texas after Montana. I mean, Texas, you don't tell those Texans what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we've got... I know a lot of Texans. A lot of Texans support this movie. <laughs> I talk to well, you, I talk to Texans all day long from all over the United the, States. <laughs> the, the last time you were on, Nick Landholt was on. You know Nick. I know Nick. Nick Nick's trying to get me lined up with Wes Benedict right now for a possible movie about the Libertarian Party. Hmm. And, and if you guys or any of you guys listening know Wes and can get me into a phone conversation with him, Wes Benedict, I think his name is. We need to have Wes say that he will jump on with the organization because we need to send out at least three progress reports a month. Ron Paul would. I, I, Ron Paul. I, I'm work, I'm talking with Ron Paul informally about a movie, possibly about homeschooling. 
Okay. So that's another possible movie. And then another possible movie. What about, movie what about movie. Tom Woods? Tom Woods for homeschooling. You know Tom Woods? No. You got to Tom Woods. He's got a huge following, and he he's one of the uh, key guys behind the Ron Paul uh, Liberty Homeschooling Project. He Do they have an organization? Yeah, he's got he an organization. Okay. Got, well, one of the things the I did terms. was when I was interviewing Dr. Bregan, who's a who's a who's an AMA APA psychiatrist. Right. I asked Dr. Bregan, what do you think of Ron Paul's homeschooling program, homeschooling in general? And as a psychiatrist, do you think homeschoolers are crazy or nuts or ill-adjusted to society, yeah. Yeah. right? That's the number yeah. one criticism that, that people throw at homeschoolers. Yeah. Yeah. And Dr. Bregan said, no, they are very adjusted, in fact, oftentimes more adjusted. And so he put the official medical cert on homeschool kids. So I've got that footage in the can right now. Oh, nice. And all I need to have is Dr. Paul say, let's go, or Tom Woods say, let's go. We have a mailing list. You need to add Dennis Dennis Prager to that list because he's huge on homeschooling on his national radio show. Well, you know, I homeschooled my kids, so I'm huge on it, too. Fred, if you can get me in in touch with any of these guys, okay, I would really appreciate it. I, you know, I like I said, this is one of my top picks for a movie to, to really explain homeschooling because this public school system, not only are all the kids getting shot up in these public schools, they're not learning anything. Well, here on the north coast of Chicago, uh, uh, there's a huge, huge homeschooling network of some two thousand kids. Swear to God, and they meet every other week or every week and they utilize public educational facilities out throughout the North Shore and in Chicago and they're extremely successful and very, very well organized. Do they have a mailing list? They have a huge mailing list, yeah. They have an emailing list. They have an emailing list, yeah. They would definitely be uh, a right what, candidate what is for you to... What is their name again? It's just it, it, I I don't know the official name, but I've I've been to one of their meetings years ago. But we have uh, friends okay. who are part of the network, and I'll just I'll just call them up and find out. Okay, the the, uh, the 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 they have the any there has to be an organization with an email list of at least fifty thousand, and they have okay. to be willing to send out at least three up to three. Pro- Fred, you're on the progress report list. Okay. Right. Yep. Yeah, I you get these damn things every week. They probably drive you yeah. crazy, right? Yeah, yep. But you know, when you see one of these progress reports, and you too, Dee Dee, you get them. Yeah. That the movies, the movie, you know, the movie either gets funded easily or not. Now, this movie's been a little bitch to fund because no big yeah. donors came in. Gerald Tufts came in. He's put in six thousand dollars. He's our he's our executive producer. So bless Gerald Tufts. I want to really. I want to really um, acknowledge him, and then we have um, we have uh, two other people that have put in less than that. But in the other movies, you know, some people came in with twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. And so we need we need at least three or four large donors to come in with money like that, and then maybe anywhere from three to five hundred smaller donors. We have had about two or three hundred donors come into this movie, okay. but. 
if, if there isn't a combination of many small donors and a handful of larger donors, what ends up happening is I end up spending most of my time sending out progress reports instead of actually interviewing people and editing. Nevertheless, even though we had less to work with, we got this movie. T- we're ten. We're 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 three months ahead. We have this movie done with 17 interviewees in 10 months, when it normally takes us a lot longer than that. And we have three more interviews than we originally had. Oh, that's great. So that's great. We're a, every single movie, it seems like we're able to make them cheaper and better because we have more experience making them. Okay. Now, James, you have not been... Uh, uh, no one has prevented you, like, for example, the, the Twitter and Facebook and Google uh, and, and YouTube have dialed back demonetization and and, uh, actually shutting down Alex Jones' channels and stuff like that. You've never been turned off. I have had all my my monetization at YouTube shut off. I got a notice from them last week Uh, that said, here's your final check, and now your videos do not qualify for monetization. Okay, so well, I got to you too. Don't come yeah. for everybody. I, if you get away with it with Alex, uh, you know, we're just moments away. <laughs> I, I noticed that they basically started shutting me down on individual about psychiatric drugs. Oh okay? Yeah. I, did a, I did a little mini documentary on it. It was sponsored by a drug, drug company at, in Valley Forge, and they were marching for this drug and that drug. They had a big, huge march, and I did a, a documentary on it. I put it up on YouTube, and they, they refused it monetization. Also, they refused monetization on anything where you talk about Israel. Okay. Yeah. You, you can even say uh, positive things about Israel, and they, they, they censor you. They don't even bother reading it. They just go, oh, you okay. must be a Nazi. You said you mentioned the word Israel. You, Jews. Word Israel. you can't mention the word Jews. You can't mention the word psych drugs. You can't mention the word Israel, or you're dead. So you can even be positive about Jews or psych drugs or yeah. Scientology. Yeah. You're dead. Do you think? Okay. Do you think these mass shootings are just an unfortunate side effect of the drugs, or is it like an agenda for gun control? Well, let me put it to you this way: Dr. Bragan states firmly and unequivocally that all these mass shootings are, are caused by these psych drugs. Almost all of them. These psych drugs are um, unbelievable. They totally, they totally ruin the person's chemistry of their brain, making it impossible for them to function properly. That's the first part of your, your question. The second part, could there be an agenda such as 9-11? Well, I interviewed Richard Gage for my last movie, who set up architects and artists, architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth. I interviewed him, so I'm no stranger to the theory, the conspiracy theory, and by the way, I love conspiracy theories. We have our we have our high level conspiracy theorists in this movie, like G. Edward Griffin, talking about the anatomy of conspiracy theories. <laughs> so we have some academic pedigree. Of, we have some of the best conspiracy theorists in in all of academia in this movie. We have we we have elevated these conspiracy theorists to the highest intellectual levels. Unlike accidental theorists, you ever heard of these guys? These guys believe everything in the world happened by accident, right? All the shootings are accidents, airplanes flying into buildings with guys that don't know how to fly is an accident. Sure, sure. Wow. Uh, did you have a question, Al? 
Yeah, you're, you're just asking me whether I think that they could be some kind of, you know, the, the old gun control lobby staging these things to uh, substantiate gun control. Yeah, of course. That's a whole movie. That's a whole movie. Yeah, yeah, we, we can't go down that rabbit hole. Go ahead, Al. James, James uh, Jordan. I was wondering if you didn't, wouldn't want to put an initial coin offering cryptocurrency against the body of work that you have right now, and then uh, make, make it so that it also grants enough traction to put out the rest of your films. I mean, I've seen uh, people raise 3 and $4 billion in a week. I'm not telling you that you're going to do that, but I'm simply saying that properly put together, should it be possible to raise several hundred million dollars with the body of work that you have already? Um, it would seem to me. And then since you're willing to put out, you know, dozens of films that, you know, you put out what you're going to be going forward for and have people continue to, to invest in those coins based and it would be drive the success um, of what you're doing now and, and vice versa. Be, you know, well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, I, 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 yeah. I only know how cryptocurrency works on a super superficial level. But if you think yeah. there's a way of raising money using cryptocurrency, why don't you go out and do it? And I will give you a license for the films to do it. You raise the money, and then you can have access to the movies to fund and distribute right. them. We can work out a deal. I can't just go do it myself. I don't have time, and I don't have the knowledge, and I have no idea what I'd be doing. But if you really feel like money could be raised, I can give you a license. I can license the nine films to you. You can sure. raise the money. You can raise. You can raise. You know, a, a ten million, and then spend five million of it on the movies. <laughs> Keep five well, million you, for yourself. Wait, wait a minute, yeah. Al, Al, Al. You're talking about t- taking the body of James's work and all of right. these documentaries and all of the research and all of the uh, the, the movement that he has uh, of supporters all over the world. Right. And brand a cryptocurrency across that, like an umbrella uh, supporting financially, uh, not just his current work, but his past work in the whole network. And, yeah, right. and he's, and, absolutely, and he's absolutely spot on, because this is what the major studios and all the people in the mainstream media do anyway, all day long, with regular Federal Reserve notes. It's called syndication. Right. Yeah. And it, we have ten movies right now, or nine movies. We have a body of work that's all interconnected. But, of course, the mainstream distributors have not, not one of them has stepped forward to syndicate all this stuff. This is a whole library, and it's sitting there for the taking. Somebody, somebody could have done it someday. Crypto-backed documentary. That's a great idea, Al. I think it'll work. I mean, I, you must well, have if many you wanted, If you want to discuss it, just give me a call or, uh, or drop me an email, Al. Sure, I can do that. I see your stuff all the time coming through on Facebook. You're, I'm always there. But I, mean, I don't write much, but I can I connect you to, to you through the through uh, 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 the messenger there. We can talk the next couple of days if, if you're if you're available at all. I certainly can do that, and then we can we can see how to proceed. Shouldn't be all that difficult. Creating a cryptocurrency is easy to do. Um, it's just a matter of having something to talk about that makes sense. There's so many scams out there, but this is you already got the body of work, so it's not an issue because you've already got it there. And people will want to see it again and again and again, and maybe even reissue the films into the into into a regular movie theaters as well. Who knows? Yes, um, yes. I will say this. I will say this, and I, I swear to God, I'm not saying this. Um, I don't know what what, a, what term I'm trying to say. I'm just saying, I have observed that to the degree people find out about these films by email, some percentage of them purchases them or watches them. 
In other words, there's, there's over 100 million voters in this country. Uh, I don't know what the exact amount is, but it's, it's hundreds, it's tens of millions. How many voters are there in the country? 100 million, Fred? Um, there's so many voters, millions, that if they knew about the movies, they would watch or purchase them. If that happened, we would have enough money to start into production on not one movie every 13 or 15 months, but we, we could get two or three movies into production, and we could basically start putting out movies from the conservative side of the spectrum. The, the left is doing this right now. Every movie they put out, they put out millions and millions into their movies. Yeah. They're yeah. flooding, they're indoctrinating the, the youth of this country with, with propaganda, private propaganda, like with abandoned. There's no way the conservative movement, Trump or, or elsewise, is going to survive much longer if the, if the left is not, a, if the, the mainstream media, the distribution, the control group is not addressed or somehow we don't figure out a way of being just as prolific. Well, the well, well, reason why I mentioned Rush Limbaugh is that conservative radio is going gangbusters, James. And why can't the transfer be made over to your body of work to help to have conservative radio support you and vice versa? I just You know, uh, if, if anybody could get me on Rush Limbaugh, I, I will be forever indebted to them. I would love that. I mean, Hannity, uh, um, you know, Hannity, what's the other guy? Um, t- 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 Tucker. I mean, but I, we have tried to contact all these people over the I years. I, I mean, we contacted Judge Napolitano. I talked to his producer. The producer lined me and Edwin to go on the show. I was ready to go. And all of a sudden, they canceled this whole show. Now, I'm not I'm saying it was because we were lined yeah. up to go on it, but it just the show was canceled the next week. I and know, I think I, I told know, you I this, Fred, when I was on your show one day. Hey, James. Um, I contacted I contact Bill Donahue at the Catholic League. To, to talk about this, I've asked Ron Paul to go public about the films. Why doesn't Ron yeah. Paul go public about any of these films? I asked him that direct question. He said because, oh, the Senate rules don't allow us to promote books or movies. Well, he's not in the Senate. He's not in the House he's right the, now. He's not in the House anymore. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, nobody likes my movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just as simple as James Tomasano, I heard your voice in the background. Go ahead, James. James, uh, yes. here's, a, here's a suggestion. Uh, how about getting on uh, John B. Wells' program, Caravan to Midnight? He's one of us. He's got a pretty I, you know, big I, reach. I would, I would love to be on the show. You know, I was supposed to be on a show at 2.30 today. I was supposed to be on a show by the name of a guy by the name of Paul Ballone. Does anybody know Paul Ballone? No. No. Well, so they called me up, and they, they basically their FM radio. I said, so his show at 2, and it, at 2.30, and he cancels me at 2. Oh, and that happened, that happened with another FM channel. Um, now I'm yeah. supposed to be on the radio show with Rob Morris tomorrow at 7. Does anybody know this guy, Rob Morris? Nope. Hey, guys, we need to get James Yeager on every Tom, Dick, and Harry. I, I don't know. I guess here's what I'm saying. It just seems like whenever... Whenever I get into the, whenever I get near the mainstream FM or channels or, or major independent, somebody axes it. I don't know what it is, Fred. I'll tell you, I'll tell I, think, I think my films are too, my films are too um, antagonistic or 
they, they, they're not fitting in the mold. You know, like Dinesh D'Souza, he only attacks Hillary and Obama, only. And Michael Moore only attacks Bush. So you have to be incredibly partisan to get into these shows. The bigger the show, the more partisan it is. Well, hey, James, if you talk... And and it really pisses me off, I might say, everybody. I'm sorry to yell and and butt my way in there, but it pisses me off because truth in life is not part of truth and come from anywhere, both the right side of the spectrum or the left. Yep. Listen, uh, John B. Wells is is having uh, Operation Classified going on in Dallas. Um, coming up, I think it's in November. He he if he ha- if he'll have Phil McConnell on his show, he'll have you on his show, guaranteed. Wait a minute, now guys, figure this one out. I I interviewed Alex Mur Alex Jones for for Mole, Okay, yeah. Yeah. Alex is in Mole on Lob. Does a great job. Yeah. Then I call him up to be in Midnight Ride. He won't he won't interview. Won't even talk to me. I talk to all of his people. Can't get through to him, can't get him to interview. Same thing with the next movie, this one. So what, what's going on with Alex Jones? Somebody told me he thinks I'm a technocrat. I'm a technocrat. What? Stay away from Alex Jones. Well, I'm saying this is like this was three or four years ago. I don't understand why Alex Jones would think James Yeager is toxic. <laughs> Who the hell's toxic? <laughs> yeah. Someone got them. Someone got them. I, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen, uh, Dee Dee. Yeah. Well, Alex is being just attacked like crazy. He's the only one I've seen out there uh, uh, on the floor, of the, I mean, outside the door of the Senate, trying to defend himself against all these. I mean, he's, he has done nothing wrong, uh, you know, when you think about all the people we've interviewed and all these other bigger shows. They, they've been a lot... He's been at it for 20 years. He's the only one that's standing up for the First Amendment right now. It's making me... Yeah, why is he being attacked by Facebook and everything? Because they're criminals. They stole that technology for social media from the leader group. And that's going to all... It's pissing Trump off. He's going to do some executive order to put a kibosh on these idiots. Because Alex is, I mean, in my book, Alex is a hero. You know, people ridicule him and they say, oh, he's dangerous. No, he's not dangerous. He's just a truther, you know, and he speaks out. And he's got great people on his show. It's not Roger Stone and George, uh, Gerald Salente and Why does he have me on his show? What's wrong with well, me? They, 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 they each have their own show. They each have their own show. They each have why their don't own any, show. Why don't any of them call me up and say, let's interview you, you for Midnight Ride? Call them again. I'm not you calling can. anybody anymore. I'm not oh, calling okay. anybody. I'm, I'm sick and tired of calling everybody. They can all go fuck the sick. I'm sorry, Fred. That's the way I Edwin doesn't come out either. He's like just, you know, I don't want to talk to anybody. That's and I, I couldn't understand why too. Edwin was like this. They just waste yeah. their time. They waste your time. They know yeah. where I am if they want to have me on their show. I'm not calling them anymore. Yeah. It gets you guys, I'm just making the damn movies. I'm going to focus on research yeah. and making the damn movies, and everything else can go how I feel. Yeah, okay. I don't blame we, you. We need to help, James. Look, look, let's put our heads together. Uh, we had this idea of Rush Limbaugh. Somebody's got to be able to pull off. I will definitely put my... Uh, my hand in this, James, and work. I mean, I, I, 
Rush is going to contact Rush. He's going to look over my films, and he's going to say, yeah. oh, I like this film on cultural Marxism, but what's this film James has here called Corporate Fascism? Corporations Fascist? Oh, he's calling capitalists fascist, you know? Okay. Then he'll jump to the conclusion that, oh, I'm an anti-corporate, so I'm an anti-capitalist. I can't have you on the show. That doesn't fit in with conservatism. <laughs> Well, I don't think so he does, would, I don't. Seems like he wouldn't feel that way, but I don't know. What he know. doesn't understand is we're talking about corporate fascism, and that's what's attacking Alex Jones. These corporate fascists are not real capitalist mom and pop capitalism. We're, they're all government, the government subsidized, you know, monopoly cap. They're monopoly capitalists. But people, people, you know, Fred. People never differentiate between any of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, let's, anybody else? So we had uh, Al, Al, you got your shot in. Sam, Sam Cross out there. Dr. Cross, I haven't heard your voice in a long time. Is he out there? Yeah, he was. He muted a minute ago. But, Sam, go ahead okay. and unmute if you have something to say to Sam, James. unmute if you're out there. Don't want to forget about you. Okay. I don't know if Nick's on. Nick Landholz normally is on when James is on. Anybody else a comment or question? Uh, a, a big thank you to James for sending copies of these documentaries, these snippets, these updates to Trump and his people and his wife yeah. on on his different platforms, the White House, Margot Law, the Trump Organization. You know, it, it's little things like that that really pay big, big dividends and a breakthrough. I feel there's some breakthrough going on right now with the Trump White House and with this uh, freedom effect, it seems to be happening. Uh-huh. Well, they're they're like going after him like you wouldn't believe the left, the media. Okay. And the only one that's really Crazy. reporting that uh, is is Tucker. I mean, hey, James, I hear a voice out there. Someone wanted to say yes. Hi, uh, listen, listen. Uh, I'm right now. I'm making a suggestion uh, for you as a guest on uh, Caravan of Midnight. Uh, contact information, is it available on your good guys site? Uh, contact um, yeah, what, the, um, is contact from me? Yes. Uh, my, I can give you my email. My email is just jayeager at metfilms.com. J-J-A-E-G-E-R. Hey Jim, you're, you're copied on that. You're you email Jim. Okay, but but it's Jay Jagger at what? Maxfilms.com. It's M E C M E C Max. Max stands for Matrix Entertainment Corporation. <laughs> it's the worst no. email I could have possibly have picked. You know, I hate this email. Good no, but no, I'm yeah. sending I'm sending it to him right now. So um, they, they, they've got a deal for guest requests, so I'm sending it to them. You want to call them? Well, I, I do appreciate, Dee Dee and Fred, you helping me figure out what would be a next movie. I kind of feel untrust here. I mean, I've got the various subjects. I also have one called Taxes, Debt, and Insurance that I think I mentioned the last time I was on your show. Still percolating a movie called Taxes, Debt, and Insurance. And I just bought a little book called The Law. Has anybody heard of this book by Frederick Best? 
Oh, but it does yet. I'm reading this little book, and I'm thinking this might be the basis of a movie right here. Absolutely. Does the it, law is Does amazing. anybody like that idea? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, God. Um, because this book is basically about the pervert things and take away freedom, or it can be used to enhance civilization. But and we now are in the hands of perverters and usurpers. And and you need to somehow get a hold of uh, the guy who ran for the Libertarian Party president. Uh, what's his name? Uh, everyone. He almost had a heart attack and died several years ago. Uh, that we, we we interviewed him right after that. Uh, he ran against uh, Aaron Russo back in the day when 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 Aaron was trying to become the the nominee for the Libertarian Party. Gary Johnson. I've interviewed Michael Badnerick. I've interviewed him and okay. met him. He, okay. he is actually in. Uh, he is actually in the movie called uh, Corporate Fashion, or called Original Intent. By the way, you can all you can all watch the movies for free at HomeVideo.net. HomeVideo.net. They're all up there for free. All nine of them. Okay. You can get the DVDs at moviepubs.net, moviepubs.net if you want the DVD, or if you want to watch them for free, they're at homevideo.net. And uh, this book, The Law, I think this book fits into libertarian philosophy. Does, does it not, Fred? Are you a libertarian? I'm a, I'm a small C conservative libertarian, yes. Okay, that that means you kind of combine the. Uh, so I guess that's that's kind of where I feel. I I don't know if I feel anarcho. Some of these libertarians are anarcho capitalists. I think that's going a little bit beyond what the founders wanted, isn't it? Yeah, I'm 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 more of a, a, a small C uh, conservative Republican libertarian. A small R Republican libertarian. Yeah. So a lot of people in the United States have no idea what the libertarians come and they just get a blank stare on their face. I would think the Libertarian Party and all of its members, which is like there's 800,000 on the mailing list, uh-huh. if, a, if, a, if a cogent documentary was made explaining libertarian philosophy and explaining Rothbard and explaining you know all the other philosophers, such as this, the law, I would think that that would be something that would give people a choice other than just the Democrats and the Republicans all day. No, but I'm gonna hey, you know the other thing? If you've heard of Hinsdale College, Hillsdale College, haven't you? You've got to... You, you, I'm sure you're... All of your movies are in their archives for their educational purposes. Hillsdale College in Hillsdale, Michigan. Well... No, they they have a huge email list all over the world that they distribute. Uh, you can sign up for for free. But Hillsdale College, uh, they advertise on on a lot of conservative talk shows. But uh, and that connects to Rush and it connects to Dennis Prager and all of these guys. So, man. We need we need to be James's PR team, uh, unofficial PR team. Guys. I don't know, you know, Fred. I'm just thinking to myself. I appreciate all this that you're all doing. I really appreciate it. But I am just so beat. You can't even imagine. I have got to confront editing this film next. 
It is a mind-numbing job editing these damn things. I'm getting the system prepared, the hard drives and everything. And, you know, to tear myself away to do anything in the real world is like, I don't just <laughs> to go from the editing yeah, I, universe to the real world is, is just a nightmare. You got to focus to get it. You got to get really focused to get that done. And there's so I mean, many I've other got 17 damn interviews to deal with. I've got, you know, narrators that got to get it all right. He's doing a great job, but he's now on vacation. Okay. <laughs> and I'll tell you, the one thing you don't want to get pissed off to that's the narrator on vacation. <laughs> yeah. Whether yeah. narration comes back and it's not perfectly consistent, not intonated properly. <laughs> Because you got a pissed off narrator on your head. Yeah. And believe me, I've gone through more narrators. Like the narrator for mainstream refused to do the narration for Good Guys with Guns. The narrator oh, no. for 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 La Lob and Midnight Rye refused to do the narration for mainstream. <laughs> oh damn. No, I'm serious because they they won't do they won't do narration if they don't believe in the movie. Oh. So I finally well, found like Randy Shannon. If you believe huh? in one of your movies, it seems like if you believed in one of your movies, you would believe in all of them. <laughs> no, Chris Chandler, who's doing the narration for almost all the movies, he refused to do uh, the narration for mainstream. Oh, God. <laughs> and Bob Darling, that did the, did, loved doing the narration for mainstream, he refused to do the narration for Good Guys with Guns. Now, he'll bash the hell out of the Hollywood control group. But boy, you know, advocating a militia system? Uh-oh, I can't narrate that. Uh, frustrating. <laughs> I, can't, I think it's a wrap. It's been a good show, good call. Uh, everyone, yeah. we need to pump hey, the hey, energy. Hey. I, yeah, Omar, I want to make a comment. Sam, Dr. Cross, you got the last word. Go ahead. Okay. Hey, uh... I have two comments. There's a lot of lay people that are pedophiles, too, besides these religious people, number one. Now, there's Jeff Epstein. He has that island in the Caribbean, and I hear there's pedophilia goes on down there. Wait a minute. We had a, we had a rule here. We're not going to talk about pedophilia, Sam. You must have missed that. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you could talk about I just I just totally oblivious. I just don't have any brain cells to put on, put it on that subject. Now, if you want yeah, to talk about invasion by alien super intelligences, great <laughs> <laughs> <Like, laughs> TV. Well, and by the way, does, any, does anybody out there, especially you, Didi, have you noticed that the sun shifted too? Yeah, everything's shifting so fast; it's hard to keep up with. It really is an amazing time. No, no, you know, every single every single year, when we go from apogee to perigee, and perigee to apogee. The sun goes from yellowish to bluish, and I think we hit that early this year. It went, it's now okay. the sun is now cold. And it just happened in the last day or two. Yeah, Andy, Andy, have one more comment. Go ahead, Sam. Yeah, there are thousands of children disappear every year, and uh, they're, they they're sold into or they're taken into pedophiles. Thousands of children disappear in this country every year, and they don't, and they're you know they're given into these pedophiles. That's all. Thousands of children. Uh, how, how old are these children? Huh? Oh, they're from teenagers. Yeah. Are they American kids or are they kids from all over the world? They're kids from all, all over the world. Every country. But these are American kids. Yeah. yeah. Then you know about the Bohemian Grove. 
Are these and, kids? Uh, are these kids under eight? These kids are under eighteen. So how? how yeah, what's their 18. age range? Yeah, they're young. They're young children. Yeah, they're yeah, they're under eighteen. And they're they're, they're they're abducted and sold or something. I mean. Yeah, there was two thousand yeah. of them taken out of Ohio about two months ago. Uh, well, you know, this is this is this is a horrible thing. It's it is really a whole movie. I'll tell you. Oh, it um, is. Uh, it, it is a movie. It's it is a movie. I mean, I I just you know I don't know what to say. I wish we had a production company that was funded by CryptoCoin so we could get a bunch yeah. of them in production. <laughs> there you go, Alice. On you now. I mean, we could. We could, we could you know, everybody on this talk show could be one of the producer for each movie. Okay, Dee Dee, here's your movie. Here's your movie. Here, and everybody gets a check for a hundred thousand. And here, here's the check. Go out and come back with the progress reports. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? I would love to do something big like that. I think it'd be a blast. I mean, all we need is a lousy million dollars so we could do ten movies at once. Michael Moore gets four point three million. Why can't we get one? That sounds great. It's because all the billionaire conservatives out there are tight wads. Yeah, unfortunately, you're right. You're right. And you know, you, really you know, uh, Fred, have you read have you read uh, uh, Rothbard's dissertation on conservatism? No, no, I haven't. Read, read, read Rothbard's book called "Towards a New Liberty." Towards the end of the book, he talks about why conservatism is doomed. Really. Okay. Yeah, really. It's right there in Towards the New Liberty, Murray Rothbard. Towards the end of the book, he talks about the fatal flaw of the conservative philosophy. Okay, can you give give us a teaser? What? Why? I can't. I can't tell you why because it's too brain twisting. Okay. Okay. And I'm, uh, on my yeah. mind, my air conditioner's not working. <laughs> what, right. what was the name of the book again, James? What was the name of it? It's Rothbard's. It's Rothbard's. Rothbard's uh, sunset book called Towards the New Liberty. This is the book where he's leaning towards anarcho-capitalism, but he talks about all the principles of libertarianism. He recaps everything. It's actually a masterpiece. Um, it's like the, the, just, the ethics of justice. He also is one of his other masterpieces. But he talks about why conservatism is doomed. And if you read it over and over again and really follow his logic, you can understand why conservatives don't finance movies, books, or anything. Um, and why, if they don't, if they stay on that thing, they're they're doomed. Towards okay. the new liberty. <laughs> the, the conservative philosophy is doomed as a as a political philosophy. What's the name of the book? Towards the new liberty. It'll come up on Amazon, guys. If you go to Amazon, I'm going to Amazon right now just to make sure I didn't give you a type in Rothbard towards a new liberty. Um, it's called uh, before it's new liberty. Ethics of Liberty and what's it called? Do you see the book? Uh, I see For a New Liberty, the Libertarian Manifesto. Yeah, that, by, that's it. It's For a New Liberty by Mary Rothbard. For a New Liberty. For a New Liberty, Rothbard goes into the exact reason why can, the conservative political process is doomed to failure. And it has to do with 
It has to do with laying out goals, um, how, how conservatives lay out goals and, and whether they do have any goals. In other words, conservatism is totally backwards thinking. It only retains that which is successful. Um, it, 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 the whole conservative principle is you don't change something. You know, keep that which is good. It comes from the biblical principles. And so, if, if people, if people, conservatives rely on their own conservative philosophy, they will cause the death of civilization. There's another guy out there that bears some note, and his name is Carol Quigley. I'm reading a book oh, yeah. called Hope and Tri- Triumph and Hope. And, and so, tragedy and hope. Rothbard was, tragedy and hope. Quigley outlines all the 20 civilizations we've had and why they have died in the fact that Western civilization killed off six of them. And so you have to take a look at why the United States, which is the crowning nation, why it has existed, but it has existed because of capitalist expansion at least four different times. And also the conservative philosophy. But if the conservative philosophy is going to doom us, well, what, what it all comes down to is we're going to have to mix conservative philosophy, a little bit of that, with, with progressive philosophy in order to survive. Because both both sides have a little bit of truth to them. Okay. Oh, boy. Well, we covered this last week with our guest last week. It's the movement called Walk Away. You ought to look at what's happening in the Walk Away movement, James, because there's a lot of uh, former left liberal progressive type people who are really becoming energized. They're walking away from the Democratic Party and they're supporting the principles of freedom and liberty. And it's all happening right. by thousands right now. But, but there must be people walking away from the conservative party also. Well, right? the mainstream conservative party, yeah. Yeah, at the same yeah, time. Yeah, okay, there you go. That, there that, you go. The, yeah, this is the well. swamp. You're right. Absolutely. This is the swamp, the, the, the entrenched mainstream D.C., Deep state that's yep. given Trump hell right now. These people, you got it, you got all it. the worst elements. Of the worst part, they've taken conservatism to an extreme. Uh-huh. And actually, the more I think about it, is that's probably what the conservatism Rothbard is warning us about. Yes, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Because I, yeah. There you go. Wow. I just made that connection, wow. Fred. Thank you. Uh, hashtag, hashtag walk away. Check it out. It's really, it's affecting both. You know, the conservatives are walking away, and, and yeah, the hashtag walk away, walk away. What is a hashtag? Oh, it's uh, a, like it's a cross it's, symbol. It's the cross symbol. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm only kidding. Oh, that's a Twitter. That's a Twitter account, right? Yeah, yeah. Hashtag. Is Twitter worthwhile? I mean, I don't use Twitter. Well, I, the reason I like Twitter is because of the tw- the Trump tweets, and then they're declassified by the American in- intelligence media, and that, it's so informative. It's real direct. So you, you would recommend Twitter for for yeah, well, only- Twitter for your for your stuff, James. You got to be on Twitter. Absolutely, you got to be on Twitter. To be on Twitter, it's going to drive you crazy because there's so much crap on Twitter too. That's the downfall. I have look, I do have a Twitter account, and I have looked at it, and that's the conclusion I came. It's just crap everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I, I just can't. I can't believe the crap that's running through Twitter. Why does anybody want to be on Twitter? I mean, just tell me. I'll go on it if there's a reason. It's a sewer. It's an open sewer. I, I agree. But 
Well, one of the reasons why you might want to be there, people have 30 and 40, and many as 300 million followers on Twitter. So, so is it possible I could get one of these movies to go viral on Twitter? Of course. Yeah. How, how, awesome. how would you do that? A link to oh, your movie. Yeah. You talk about it in, in 140 characters, put the link in, and away you go. Yeah, but isn't Twitter mostly left-leaning? Isn't Twitter mostly, mostly left-leaning people? No, 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 no. It's, it's everything. No. It's everything. I get I get Donald Trump's tweets every single day. Where I get his tweets too, and Al's got thousands of people following him. Don't don't you, Al? Yeah, I do. It occurs to me that 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 two or three years ago, when Twitter was just starting up, I don't know, maybe that was too early. I went on there and I was cutting and pasting the URL to movies, and I must have cut and pasted maybe two or three or four hundred cuts and pastes. But I didn't notice any bump in watching or anything. What was that all about? Well, it's just like it was like a black void of Twitter. Nothing. If it, there's no, if it doesn't work, if there's if it no doesn't guarantee, work there. If there's no guarantee that it'll even stay up after this coming executive order, but we'll see. If, it, if it's not there, try LinkedIn. I have 16,000 plus people following me on well, LinkedIn. I, I'm, just, I'm just wondering, maybe I was too early on Twitter. This was like, when, how long has it been there? This is about two years ago. I was kind of, I uh, guess I was Twitter, spamming it, Twitter, I have to admit. It, it, it's really, uh, uh, I mean, it's because of the Trump effect that Twitter is the lightning rod right now because of Trump. I'm just letting you know. Yeah, okay, that's well, so that's, that's the difference. Maybe because Trump has lit it up, maybe now's the time to get on it, and I'm stupid Trump, to not get Trump on it. Trump has lit up true Twitter, absolutely. Yeah. Right, well, I'll take that under advisement, uh, Fred and Didi, and I will look at it again. I, I know Trump directly communicates to the public through Twitter, and I think that's good. Yeah. Because you know, the mainstream media is, you know, the mainstream media has to have their FCC licenses revoked from them. They just if, have if, to. Trump, we, if, if Trump we retweeted something that you posted, oh my God, it would be huge. That's all that has to happen. You just to have some major yeah, opinion yeah. leader like. Like Trump or like 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 one of the TV, the you know, just refer uh, to you know one time you know what, you know what happened? Michael Moore referred a bunch of people to one of my my movies once. Oh, yeah. This is back during Fiat Empire days. In fact, it might have been Fiat Empire. Michael Moore made a made a comment about one of my movies or something. I can't remember exactly what it was. But all of a sudden, one morning, I went into the office and my email had like thousands of emails in it. Oh yeah, Michael Moore making a comment. It might have had to, it might have been a comment about gun control or something. He was working on a movie called Columbine. Yeah, but wow. it is, it's something how somebody like that, a, you know, opinion leader, can make a comment and, and focus that many people towards something. So I don't know if, if the mainstream media must be terrified because if somebody pointed a movie towards towards one of the movies, and they could then go to homevideo.net and watch all nine of them <laughs> for free. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, I think that, that sounds that good, would, That would be like a nuclear, that would be a nuclear explosion. Yeah, well, that can happen. Timing is everything. <laughs> all right, well, well listen, I'm not... Hey, guys, it's been a nice. great, great call. We need to uh, pray over the success of James's project, please spread the links 
the energy, the prayer, uh, all of the above. James needs this. This is uh, comes on periodically. He needs this kind of feedback. The, the I am getting burned of, out. Of, of I'm getting prayer. burned out. Mainstream was a four-part miniseries, and it burned me out, that thing. Yeah. You know what I went through with that thing. Oh, yeah. It just burned me out. And this, sport, this good guys with guns is burning me out. Okay, well, let's. Let, I, I'm going to pray over this Rush Limbaugh, okay? <laughs> and, 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 and you know, you know I was going to say this also. My, you know, my mom's dead, okay? Huh? My I'm mom sorry. started out every movie project with a check for 25000 Here, here's a check, Jimmy, for twenty five for Fiat Empire. Here, Jimmy, here's a check for twenty five oh, for Here, Jimmy. Oh, no, she oh, did. Oh, she did. God bless, no, but that's, God bless her. God bless her. She was a Christian conservative in love the United States, seventh generation Christian, and she wanted to kick God these movies her. off. And then all of a sudden, yeah. because she did that, a bunch of other people kicked it. Now she's dead. Yeah. She died during the middle of mainstream. And oh so God. everything is now totally self-supporting. The movies, you know, oh, okay. nothing gets funded unless there's donors and unless there's DVD sales. And there's oh, no okay. cushion because... You know, starting out a movie with twenty five thousand gives you the facility to be able to sit back and write a script. Because anybody here trying to write a sale. script while you've got bill collectors and the people screaming at yeah. you all day long? Puts the wind in your sails. Absolutely. Yeah. So right, she right, kicked right. off things, and uh, but that's all gone. That gravy train is gone. <laughs> oh, God bless your mom. God bless your mom. How old was she, James? Well, she was doing this from her from her eighty second year to her ninetieth year. Wow. Okay. God bless her. Oh my gosh. Good for her. Wow, what a saint. Yeah, she wanted these movies made because she wanted the Christian heritage of this country to shine through. Oh. And I tried to work the Christian heritage into every the matter is the Christian biblical principles did inform the Constitution and the law of this nation, and they, Protestants did start this country. Yeah. And everybody wants to forget about all that stuff. Yeah. And that kind of irritates me. Was she a Presbyterian or a Protestant, or what, what did I mean? She was Episcopalian. Episcopalian. Oh, God damn. As am I. Wow. wow. James, what was the first name? Just come on. Henrietta, uh, Henrietta M. Yeager. Henrietta M. Yeager. Oh, my God. Wow. It always takes a, a woman somewhere behind all the good projects that are out there. A, a strong, believe, uh, believable, uh, spiritual, prayerful woman. So God bless Yeah, you, she, Henrietta. she really was that. Oh my gosh. My mom's ninety she'll be ninety one next March, so oh, Well, you know, Fred and Katie, Fiat Empire never would have been made if it wasn't for her and Bill Van Allen, who was also a religious leader. Bill Van Allen used to have a Bible class every Tuesday. Okay. I attended it for five or eight years. Wait, what, and he he's the only guy that stepped up with Bill Van Allen's the only guy that stepped up and started running that people like Ron Paul could be interviewed. He paid for those interviews. Ron Paul, yeah. uh, Ted Bear, of the head of the movie guide out in California. He, you know, the interview, this is where we met Edwin Vieira and G. Yeah. Edward Griffin. You know, it costs money to send a crew out across the country to shoot an interview. And that's not money that you have unless you're, you know, 
you have yeah. some kind of means since back in 19, 2005. Because yeah. everybody's living hand to mouth, most all of a sudden to have yeah. an extra ten thousand dollars in production fees. <laughs> Sometimes inconvenient to come up with. Absolutely. Wow. And nobody likes to finance movie projects. Have you ever tried getting money for a movie project? <laughs> no. No. You know, we heard about it from Aaron. Uh, I don't know how Aaron did his. It was it was a lot of pushing on strings and, I mean, uh, smoke smoke and mirrors to us. But yeah, how did Aaron get uh, Freedom to Fascism funded? And how much did he spend on that? It's a good question. I, I, I think he did it for about $100,000 is my, my best intel, 100 of his own money. He might have even shot that in 16 millimeter. Was it that video or 16 millimeter? It was, it was, it was video. Okay. Uh, yeah. he, he, did, he released uh, Freedom to Fascism about three or four months before we released Fiat Empire. Yep. So yeah. I became aware of him around that time as we came aware. Yep. And um, which is another possibility. Do you think another movie about the Federal Reserve System should be made? Fiat Empire well, Two, sort of. You know, Trump's going to make some big difference with the Federal Reserve in his second term. Big difference. Yeah, I would like to hear about that, TD, because I've been really, yeah. really wondering about that. Oh, maybe I can find some stuff to send you. I'll try and do that. I'll make a note here. Because, you know, he, 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 I was just today this is running for presidential candidate on the Libertarian Party, real nice guy by the name of Scott Anderson, Scott a- Andrews. And, and he said that Trump hasn't been talking about the Federal Reserve, and that worries oh, yes, him. Oh, yes, he has. Yes, he has. Has he? Really? Yeah. What has he been saying? Well, he said he's he, it's a private contract, and he said he knows it's a private bank, and he's a genius, you know, stable genius when it comes to finances. So, um, you know, he's he's going to audit it, and then he's going to redo it. He's going to there's going to be a total reset. You got to be and kidding me! I am not kidding you. I wow. feel really inspired by every time, he, and I can send you some sources of where he's oh, been. Oh, would you please, Dee I would love yeah. to see that because I've been so worried about that. I just assume that he's keeping his mouth shut on that because it's too big oh, of no. a fish to fly right now. No, no, no. And that's Jeez. one of the things I accuse is that whole Fed and everything. I've been following that since I was a teenager, and I got really excited about that, and uh, so. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you some Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Because right now, right now, with the plunge protection, they've got their they're monetizing debt to cover the stock market dips, right? The plunge protection team, and this has turned our stock market into a managed market rather than a free market. Well, no, he actually did quite the opposite. That's Who did? Why it, that's why. No, I'm it's not so talking about Trump. I'm talking about the Federal Reserve people. Oh, the Fed on the stock market. Okay, yeah. I think that's all going to go down. I really do. I mean, I mean, the, the, the stock market is not a free market any longer because the, the Federal Reserve pumps money into it and buys, you know, they buy securities anytime the market dips. Well, he they, made they, some they kind literally of, print. He did something to stop all that manipulation. I know that. He did? As far as I know, but okay. I'm not well, that's, the greatest that's on a, that. Yeah. I wonder he wasn't shot. Well, they've attempted ten times to kill him. There's been ten very close calls. Seriously? Yeah. 
I haven't heard about these. Well, I got some pretty good intel. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I just no, I'm just saying. I guess they're not talking about it on the mainstream media. I mean, I would think the mainstream oh, media God, would no. put out something oh, like God. that. Like, are you kidding? Never. They don't put out shit. I'm, excuse my French, but they are so bad. They're useless. They're, I, I was at a hotel picking up a friend of mine yesterday, and I was waiting for her, and I flipped on the CNN and MSNBC, and I, I honestly could not stomach it. It was so hateful and so full of vitriol and lies. Even for 10, 15 minutes, I said, wow, that's not true. That's not true. Well, that's a lie. Yeah. You missed that. You know, and it's it's gotten worse and worse, and, it, and it's really it a is. It is so bad. Time. You can only take it for five or ten so more, and you have to go back to Tucker. It is horrible. Yeah, and if you, don't, if you don't know the truth, then you don't even see it, and it's so brainwashing. I, I've lost so many friends. There's people I don't even want to hear their voices, you know, and they never ask me, well, how come you – well, they do. They say, how come you never call me? Well – you're you're an enemy of the state in my book, you know, because they they're dangerous. They're so hypnotized right. and and so asleep that it, I can't take it. I just and I can, they nobody lets me even finish a sentence when I'm trying to tell them about something that's really exciting in our country. I got mad at my chiropractor. She said, "Yeah, but you're a Canadian, oh a Korean Canadian living here." I said, "This is America. You either get it or you don't." You know, right. Right. <laughs> I'm not getting any popu- more popular, I can tell you that, but I don't care. These are these are one of the reasons why I feel like I'm on the planet, you know, it's just that this is an important issue and we're in critical times, you know, and it's, it's like it's frustrating that people don't have the time or don't have the interest to really figure it out. So, but I got to right. start behaving myself because <laughs> Yeah, but, but you got to speak. No, up. it is so it is so bad. It is so bad, Dee I I couldn't agree more. That I really, as I've said before, I really think that networks need to have licenses revoked. Oh, they're uh, now. I really you can't. You can't. You have to revoke it from an individual channels because you can't revoke it from the network. But yeah, well, see, they're 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 BC rules and regulations it's supposed to be. They're supposed to present the fair and balanced news. All sides of the issue, not just bashing Trump. Oh yeah, they're, they're gonna clearly get sued. violating they're their FCC mandate. Yeah, they're going to get sued by Trump for fraud. It, it's all in the works. They're not going to get away with that. I mean, everybody yeah. says, "Oh, that'll never happen," but I don't believe that premise that it can't happen just because it hasn't before. You know? Yeah. Well, well, I thought, I thought it was that, that under um, the Patriot Act or the Military Commissions Act that they they made it legal for uh, the media to use propaganda. What? Yeah, I mean that's what I that's what I've well, understood for about the last. The media, year. the media is all private propaganda. It's private propaganda. Well, the only thing that comes out through the major studios is the crap that the control group authorizes. And it has to be socialist. It has to be liberal crap. It has to be uh, anti-Christian crap. It has, to, it has to be advocating bigger government crap. Federal, you know, the only thing, they just, they only, only thing the left seems to agree with with us is the Federal Reserve issue. But they consider the Federal Reserve a big, bad corporation. Whereas we on the right consider it a big bad government agency. <laughs> well, so both sides of the political spectrum hate the Federal Reserve System for opposite reasons. Like, 
Fred, that's the only reason Fiat Empire went viral. It's because the left supported it. The left thought I was talking about the Fed as a big bag corporation, so they supported Fiat Empire. The right wow. thought we were talking about it as a big bad government agency, so they supported it. You guys see what I'm talking about? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm telling you, I've thought about this for thousands of hours over the last 20 years, and I'm telling you that's why that film went viral, because the left basically pushed it over. So I'm thinking, I mean, what issues oh, yeah. do we have on the right that we have on the left at the same time? Why can't we mend well, the split? Aaron, your movie, Fiat Empire, and Aaron's movie, Freedom to Fascism, did the same thing. There were enough things covered in both movies that, that appealed to both sides of the aisle in a big way and brought people into the middle together to work uh, together. Right, but you'll notice uh, uh, Aaron was, was addressing fascism, okay, which yep. is generally applied to corporations. Oh, definitely. Yep. Okay, now, so, now I'm not criticizing Aaron, but you've got to remember, he comes from the Hollywood mainstream in many ways, and yep. Hollywood mainstream will criticize fascism before the Marxism. You don't ever mention the word Marx in Hollywood. And it's not going to get funded by Hollywood. So Aaron would never have gotten a movie called America, Freedom to Marxism, financed or off the ground. And he never would have had it supported by the left. So he put out Freedom to Fascism, and that was supported by the left. I don't think too many people on the right supported him. I, I guess the people right, because Ron Paul was in it. And he did basically use Ron Paul in that movie. And then he also had the Rockefeller guy in there, right? And the tax guy, they wrote the tax code. Yeah. Well, this is why I'm reading Quigley right now, because Quigley was referred to me, but Ed Griffin is, is, is referring everybody to Quigley right now. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of the, the Red Pill Expo that he recently gave. Oh, yeah, in Spokane, yeah. This thing was wildly successful. Yeah. And, and Ed was talking about the uh, tr uh, Triumph and Hope, okay? Yep. And I'm telling you, I don't know. Have you ever read this book, uh, uh, Fred? I have not read it, but I've I've, I've uh, heard a lot about it. I've heard about this book. I've been hearing about this book for literally 40 years. Okay. Every time now he wrote it, and he quickly wrote it in the 60s. Okay. I've been hearing about this book ever since the 60s. I think he put it out. And every time I went to buy the book, it always cost between fifty and a hundred dollars. Never gone before low forty dollars. Wow, wow! It just never gets cheaper than forty dollars. Now, some you know, for a lot of people, they don't like spending forty dollars on a book. I don't like spending forty dollars on a book. And finally, about about a month ago or so ago, I just said, "The hell with it! I'm buying the damn book for forty dollars." <laughs> And I brought the damn book, and Amazon sent it and arrived in one day. Plonk! It's like a brick. Wow. I think it's it Edwin's books. What? <laughs> What's it called? The Quigley's book? It's called, it's, called, it's called Tragedy and Hope, and it's, it's thick as a brick. It's, you know, 1,500 pages. So I'm looking at this stuff. I'm sitting on the couch going, oh, my God, I'm never going to finish this book. I haven't even cracked it yet. I'm ready to go. Right? My, you know, I'm having, supposed to have dinner, but I'm like, no, honey, I'm reading the book. 
It's sitting right there. I crack it. Um, I'm a D student in history. I never got higher than a D in history in my life, and I'm reading 1,500 pages of Quigley history. I was no. sweat was coming down my 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 brow. Finally, I dug into the book. I read the first sentence, and I made it through the first sentence. And I read the first paragraph. I made it through that. All of a sudden, I'm reading chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. I'm thinking, like, my God, this quickly is easy to read. He's wow. easy to read. He can write a sentence. He's clear thinking. He knows the subject so well, he can explain it to you so even a moron can get it. Well, so Bill Clinton that book. Bill Clinton huh? recommended that book. Bill Clinton- well, I know Clinton recommended that book. And Diego Griffin talks talks about why Clinton recommended the book. Yeah. And I, 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 I refer you to his, some of his tapes from the, free, from the Red Pill Expo because I don't want to ruin it for you. Sure. But, yeah, Griffin basically says that Clinton came out, and Clinton's a globalist. And, of course, Quigley was hired by the globalist to write this book, okay? And he talks about the rock. He will talk, he's going to be talking about everybody in this book. In fact, when the globalist buddies from, you know, Cecil Rhodes and this crowd, crowd found out that he had written this book, they were all pissed off. And the first thing they did was censor the book. They pulled it out. So the book really? disappeared from the market. Oh, yeah, they went bananas. Quickly, wow. Wow. his attitude was, these guys are the globalists. These guys are the planet rulers. They're not doing anything yeah. wrong. I'm going to write a history about them and support them. He totally supported them. In other words, the people that run the planet Earth don't have to hide behind conspiracy theories. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't care. they don't care if you think their crap's a conspiracy or not. They're just marching forward with their, their program. And they think yeah. their program's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. So, you know, Quigley wrote this book and just put it out there because he was proud of how the globalists were going to use one world government and run it through the yeah. banking system, wow. federal reserve system. So I can't wait to see how the book ends. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, James, <laughs> I think we have a great wrap for the show. Everyone pick up a copy of Tragedy and Hope. You won't hear from any of your radio people for like yeah. a year and a half if they all reading Tragedy at Home. All, so where the you hell is what? everybody on the call? Well, they're all reading Tragedy at Home. You know what? You know what? You can get it for free. You can get Tragedy at Home for free. Yeah, just oh, it's on the net. cell phone. It's for free. On a character. Is it on the website. net? Okay. On the net. It's a PDF. The whole freak for free? Everything oh, my God. Free. I think $40 for nothing. <laughs> oh, my God. No, no. I, I, I like to use this as a doorstop when I'm not reading it. Yeah, hard copy's good. <laughs> uh, no, oh it's a beautiful God. book. I mean, I love buying hard copies of books. <laughs> well, I'm heading, it out. i got to head home, guys. <laughs> okay, okay Chris, we'll let you go. <laughs> thank you, James. Yeah, thank you, James. James Jager, thank you so much. Thank you yeah, for having me, CD and Fred. Oh, uh, keep, keep the cool. work on Rush Limbaugh. Anybody with ideas? Crypto with Al Al Jordan. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow about it. Yeah. Okay, right, guys. Hey, thanks, James. Thanks, CD. Thanks, Steve. Al, everyone. Thank See you next week, guys. Take care. God bless. Thank thanks, James. Thank, Thank you. 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 Thank you
American Underground Network. Holy mackerel. <laughs> yeah.